The following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Really excited to be here today. Parental discretion is advised. You got it? Oh, God. Jesus! Say what you say. I'm mic'd up so you can hear it. We'll play it back later. You are fucked now, bitch. At the end of the day, still, I still think he's a dickhead. For no laughs or nothing. I got milk, baby. Do you want to tell us something? I don't know. Be a man and say what you say. Special edition of the Say What You Say Boxing Podcast. I am your host, Marquise Johns of NYFights.com. Creator Clash was a charity boxing event I attended last year and was by far one of the most remarkable experiences in my lifetime. In anticipation of Creator Clash 2, which is taking place April 15th at the Amelie Arena, I had a chance to catch up with Dad as he is back again on it, taking on AB of the H3 Podcast. Apologies for the audio hiccup at the early going. Lousy weather and Zoom don't mix, but we speak on a myriad of of, assorbent of things, ranging from his love of old tech, the new Manfield series on his YouTube channel, and of course, his upcoming matchup on Creator Clash. Before I get into that conversation, follow the show wherever you get the podcast, guys. Also, spread the good word wherever you find it. You can follow the show always at SYWS Boxing on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter as always at Week Sauce Radio. And if you get a chance, follow Kyle on Twitter and tell him I said hello at K-A-Y-J-A-Y-S-A on Twitter as well. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and without further delay, here's my conversation with the man that we all know as dad, Nathan Barnett. I don't want to hurt Say What You Say Boxing Podcast, Marquise Johns here. I am joined by a man who I saw in 22 Seconds of Fury on May 14th, 2022, destroy Matt Watson at Creator Clash at the Yingling Center. Well, I'm a local, but that was the USF Sun Dome in Tampa, Florida. Looking forward to seeing him do this again, April 15th at the Ice Palace. Once again, no one calls it the Amelie. We're in Tampa. We live there. Uh, the the Amelie Arena, where he he takes on AVH3 of the uh, of the uh, podcast there, actually. I'll correct that on the back end. I am joined by, more importantly, a man with way too many credentials that I can introduce here, but I'll get, get started in anyway. I know him as dad. You may know him personally as Nathan Barnett. Nathan, welcome to the program, man. How you doing? Thank you. Wow, what an intro. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks so much, man. Actually, it's also an old bit I learned from other people's podcasts. When you draw the introductions out, they also double as obituaries. It's actually a pretty clever bit. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me start with what I mentioned in the intro, actually, for you. Uh, it, uh, Dad Friday Creator Clash, because you pretty much set the tone for what was what, what a lot of folks have been called, me included, the greatest night in charity boxing history. Just walk me back yeah. through the fight. It, 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 22 seconds, you knocking out Matt Watson while pretty much uh, stopping the entire process and, and just in general. Just walk me back through the whole thing for you. Um, You want me to like, go through my the whole like, little experience for me, I guess? Yeah, go back so, for your whole experience. Um, I mean, I was, I didn't know what to think. Uh, it was the first time ever boxing in my life. Uh, both okay. of us had six months training. Um, I took a little bit of lessons like a couple years before that, like hitting some mitts that I, it never, nothing, nothing stuck, nothing clicked. Yeah. And I basically started over all new before that fight. So I didn't know what to expect going into it. I was like, I learned the 
the basics, doing like a little bit more technique and you know a little sharper fundamentals and a little more, few more moves. But it's still very early on. We're all just like comedians and actors and performers doing this yeah. for charity and trying our best. So that being said, I thought it was going to be like a slap fest, like a, a brawl, you know. And uh, it wasn't. Well, it was. It was a one-sided brawl, I guess. I just kind of <laughs> went in there. That's how sparring was for me. Every every week leading up to that, it was just I wanted to punch way more times than my opponent because yeah. I always thought like if it is going to be this brawl, whoever lands most will win, and I'll win by points. So my whole thinking was just throw as many punches I as I can and don't get hit as much as I can. I guess like a typical thinking of a boxing match, you know, get in and out. But I never had to get out once I got in. I just <laughs> stayed in, and I was like, all right, this is easier than I thought. So. I do. I will say, I think Matt froze up. Matt was a bit nervous. He doesn't have yeah. that like fighter's edge. Maybe um, it was different under the lights. Cause like my coach has said it to me, he's like, you never know. You might even freeze up. You just don't know until you get there. And I got fortunate that I have that craziness in my head and yeah. uh, Matt didn't. So it was a victory, but at the same time, I don't want to take too much credit because it was both of our first times and yeah. This match, this time, the Greater Clash 2 will be more of a test, I think. And people can now see what I can actually do in a fight against someone who will fight back. Yeah, and, and, and one thing as well, on the back end of that, and I, I'm, I'm sure you remember this because you're pretty much an adrenaline guy I've seen in the videos and all you, the content that you produce. One of the biggest yeah, yeah. things that cracked me up more than anything else out of Creator Clash was after you got out of the ring, you, you were still pretty fired up and, and wired out because you ran around oh, the arena yeah. twice. And one point you shook to uh, us media geeks on the side doing the hill fist bumps. That's why I remember that more than anything else, because that still sticks with me forever. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I have a lot of energy. Uh, I'm 42. Haven't slowed down. I don't drink coffee. Don't do drugs. I didn't drink alcohol until a few years ago. I just have. I'm. A, I have a lot of energy. I've taught myself gymnastics. I've taught myself stunts. I just have energy. Yeah. I need to get it out of my, my system. So in a way, boxing is good for me, and all this exercise is great because. If I don't get it out, that's why I do. I do like dance videos. I dance for twelve hours nonstop in December live yeah. on YouTube. I just I have to do these big crazy things to like kind of burn off this energy. And boxing is perfect. So yeah, that night after I was so pumped, I was so geared up. I just was like, I also love meeting people. Like I'm a big a big fan of like meeting my fans and like doing live shows. I do a lot of live performances as my characters singing the songs that my characters do. So like. Yeah literally diving across an audience is like heaven for me because it's like you know who i am thank you like i appreciate i've been doing this for like the longer than everybody honestly i've been on youtube since 2005 when the website started and and before that i was doing a performance and videos before that since high school and not in the 90s yeah and i just am appreciative of anyone who even knows who i am from one thing because i i really can use every single view to, you know because i don't have these big big numbers so when i do get to these audience these people i'm like thank you like so much for creating me, giving me what I have in my life and, and giving me like, you know, be, you are everything to me because you watch me. So thank you for giving me an outlet. So I'm like diving across people. I was taking pictures <laughs> with everyone. I was also in a good mood because I won. Yeah. So I, I can't wait for that this year when it's over. I'm just going to be running around partying with everybody, hanging out because it's been since August training like a crazy person every day. I really just want to relax now. So I'll probably be running around like a maniac again. <laughs> no, in fact, I want to ask you about the training process as well. I know you're training in Portland with, like, with the good folks over at Conquest Boxing Club uh, out there oh, in Portland. Yeah. 
Yeah, just want yep. to get, get the plug in. But what made more importantly, Nate, I want to ask you just about this in general. What have you done differently this time around that you trained for Matt? I'm, I'm sure that you didn't do the same thing. You weren't punching the same stake that you were climbing the same mountain you were last nope. time around. So, now, Well, my coach, Josh, is literally the best. I will never have another coach. I no matter. I'll, I, I plan on doing more boxing matches after this, and I will always work with Josh at Conquest Boxing. He's up here in Portland, um, but he's going to – I think next time he's going to come to L.A. So he does like the whole West Coast. He'll, he'll go to Seattle. He'll go wherever he needs to go if anyone wants to train with him. But if you are in the Pacific Northwest and you do want to learn to box and you are an influencer of any kind, I, I, you have to go to this dude. Like it's – what I do – is a very good commercial for what he will teach you. He is, he just teaches just the intensity and the volume and like the respect. And like, he's just like a classic old school boxer. So yeah. this year he pushed me pretty hard last year, but not as hard as this year. The last three days of fight camp last year uh -huh. were like insane. And I was like on the ground, soaked, panting, gasping for breath right before we went to the fight. That's what this is. And then, then, that was last year. This whole fight camp for 10 weeks has been that every day. Like, yeah. next level. Yikes. Like, I showed up in shape, but I wasn't in shape enough. I thought I was in shape, and it took me a good two weeks to really get in shape. And right now, I'm in the best stamina, cardio, fit strength shape I've ever been in my entire life. Because we're going twice a day, every day. We have, I have one day off. I have a second sort of day off, which is an active rest day where I'm still jogging or, or I'm working on uh, drills at home. Like I have to be moving and doing okay. something. A lot of, a lot, a lot of jogging, but yeah, it basically the difference I guess between this year and last year is it's twice as hard and way more intense. And the sparring is harder with a lot better boxers than me. And I've learned a lot. I felt very defeated for a while during this fight camp because I was like with these guys that weren't messing around with me. But I think it's that was something my trainer wanted, Coach Josh wanted me to experience because he says you need to train like you're going in against Mike Tyson. Like don't have any expectations that your opponent is not doing what exactly what you're doing. And it's been great because I've learned a lot and I like things just changed like a while ago where I was now coming out on top in these sparring sessions because I was thinking and before I used to not think it was just go crazy. You just know? run at him. You know? Yeah, because at that level, it kind of makes sense. It's like, well, none of us are really skilled. It's probably going to be over pretty quick. Just do what you can to take the guy down. But now we're at implementing skill and tactic and like movement and strategy and you're pay focusing and paying attention. It's like now I'm like, okay, boxing is very hard because of the amount of thinking you have to do and also not thinking at times, just kind of like hoping that your move is going to pay off, you know? Yeah. So. It's no, next. I'm, in the, I'm I'm like in the actual boxing training now. And last year was such a lot of cardio and conditioning. Okay, no, so. it's it's a different change, and it, it sounds like it's a complete different shift in uh, focus and what you're doing from last year. Because I will admit, last year it, it did feel like a vibe. It was like it was it, it felt like that whole vibe for funsies kind of thing. It didn't make a lot more sense, but no, yes. <laughs> but no, it seems a lot for more sure. serious. But I want to ask you. I want to follow up on something you mentioned a while back, actually, because you've been doing the uh, YouTube videos since 2005. That I, I, and memory serves me well. That is the. Uh, duck duck waddle song era back in those days so what do you think yeah, is the yeah, key yeah. what do you think now at this point because you've been doing this for a while and you're almost at half a million subscribers on your channel at uh it's currently changed to a man in room correct i know for the youtube <laughs> yes yes i have two channels the nathan channel which is out of character you. i've had that's the one i, I yep yeah, i was on, i was on a friend's channel before that but then i started my channel in 2006 
And okay. uh, that's yeah. just sketches, different characters. I started the dad channel like four or five years ago, where it was just this one series, one character, because I was going to put a lot of videos out. And I didn't want to smother the Nathan channel with only this character and make the audience go like, what is this? Because like, is Nathan is a variety <laughs> channel. So like I, I started Daz a, a new project for this new audience and it took off pretty well and he's at like almost four hundred thousand subscribers. Um, so now, but now that series has changed to man. There's two yes. things going on. There's Dad, which is still going on. Dad still makes videos, but the main show is man. So I've changed the branding to sort of advertise for this new character named Man, which just started a few weeks ago, like maybe a month or so ago. So it's a brand new thing, but dad is still on there. It's a bit confusing, I know, for some for some people, but uh I just like variety. I like playing different characters. I can't do the same thing forever. But I will continue performing live as dad, doing DJ sets and DJ shows. That's kind of the next uh, life for dad is like doing like basically like, Mar like Marshmallow's dad is DJing like a rave. Nice. That's what I'm doing. I'm pushing for dad. I do DJ sets. I have equipment. I have, I, put, I mix in my songs with like other songs, make a whole playlist. Uh, I'm doing an event in Denver in June. So and also it just imagine you see me dance. Imagine a DJ up there doing backflips and flipping around and flopping like a crazy man while DJing. That's basically what I'm pushing for dad. But um, yeah, I've been doing it since the beginning of YouTube and I don't really have an advice for like how to keep it going because I kind of, I don't know if I'm a good example. My numbers get real low and then I'll get real big spikes and I'll just, you know, but so for me, I don't know what, how, how to stay relevant or anything besides just doing what you like and hope that things work out and that's all i've ever done i don't ever do anything to get attention as you can see by my, a lot of my views i just make what i like and yeah. uh what i think of and i'm a bit and maybe it's a bit like you know i'm sometimes maybe take too much of the artist's route by just kind of being stick stay true to myself and my creations and uh i don't earn as much but i don't think i'd rather i don't think i'd like to do it any other way so i just kind of make weird stuff do different characters and uh just keep going and i have a very strong little audience that's a core that keeps me afloat and i appreciate them and that for always watching but um yeah just gonna keep making whatever i want and the next step is the dj shows and a movie i'm gonna try to make a movie this year uh finish a movie it's a movie i started called neutral and okay. a full feature will be out hopefully next year that's the big plan after this boxing is get back to filmmaking and that was always the goal so that's what i'm trying to do now nice. Sorry, that was a big ramble no, I you. love it. No, no, I appreciate that because actually I did want to mention because I haven't written down in my notes here about the music actually because like, I saw the video that you did for Obliterate last year uh, with, with Corey Graves and the gang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from WWE. Oh yeah. In fact, I saw uh, just recently because you know prior to doing the show prep for it to talk to you because I you know had to, had couldn't ask you anything stupid. I saw the diss track. So just just, just one thing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, the new one on AB, right? H three yes. AB. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I I like to put out like the diss tracks and keep it fun and friendly, yeah. but you know, not too harsh or intense because AB is my friend and I like the guys at H3. Um, it's very in character that, that when dad is doing the diss track. Also, yeah. dad's diss tracks, I try to make them in like actual pop hits, not typical like rap diss tracks that you'd expect. They're more like, oh, this is actually like a good song. And at the same time, it's always it's usually the direction and attitude of the disses are disappointment. Daddy yeah. won't make fun of you. He's just letting you know that he's does he's sad that you are acting the way you're acting. And unfortunately, I now have to beat the crap out of you because you are, you know, such an ignorant person. <laughs> so yeah, dad was more disappointed with That's great. From H3. And uh same with last year, Matt Watson. It was called the disappointment track because Matt yeah. was just so immature that dad had to put him in line 
Uh, so yeah, those were that. I put the diss track out. Uh, had a couple cameos in there from some of my friends online. And uh, at this point, I'm like, all right, no more disses. All uh, AB is my friend. Let's get to let's get to work here. And um, I will be going. I will be going all in. I am not gonna go easy because AB is my friend. But I'm trying to shed the online beef. Uh, you know, don't want any unnecessary negativity because some of some of their fans and my fans can get carried away. Yeah, and it can be stressful for the two fighters seeing that bickering. So I'm just like, all right, we did it. We got the entertainment out. We advertised, and now it's time to throw down. Time to throw so. down and start from square out and back, go back to the basics. Exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. It, and in fact, I want to get get, get you out of this because I because I saw you at your birthday last month. You had a great line on your YouTube channel. Did something about I used to say to my parents all the time, where it's like I fell out of my mom on two two twenty two. That's 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 pretty funny actually on so many levels. But, but, yeah, I dropped right out. <laughs> oh man! But so 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 for your born day, what did you do out of the ordinary as opposed to usual things? I know you you, you pretty much like, pretty much mentioned before at the, at the top. You're pretty much a clean, free living guy. You're you're, you're not, not you're not doing any any partaking any 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 rec any uh or uh, any 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 habituates. So uh, uh what what yeah not really birth- yeah uh what did I do on my birthday? I hung out with my brother Seth, my dog Frankie back in L.A. Uh, before I came, it was shortly before I came up here for training. Um, yeah. I, I, oh, we went to, I know what I did. I went to the video game store. Uh, I went to a what diner. Game? I got, I, got, uh, I went and picked up some Nintendo 64 games, some okay. PlayStation 1 games, and some Dreamcast games. I love, uh, retro games. I have a portable, every system I have a portable version with a bell, oh, actually. Nice. Not right here. I'm coming to a red light so I can, uh, show you. I got my cool. PlayStation 1 bag okay. that I can wear. And uh, I actually just came from the video game store. I came from a massage in the video game store. I was getting my, getting my shoulders worked on today. Yeah. Uh, I got a portable, portable PS1 with nice. a portable battery pack that like powers, it like turns on. Let's see here. Let's see if you can see it. Hopefully, I can see it. What, 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 what that thing turns on, actually. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it'll turn on in a second. Uh, and the red, I still got the red light. I'm good. There you there go. It is. Nice. So I love I got I was getting games for this on my birthday. Uh I built myself a portable Nintendo 64. Uh because they don't make one, but there are ones like other systems like had these things made in the 90s. Uh yeah. so I made myself a portable Nintendo 64 and on my birthday I went and picked up some 64 games and just hung out with my brother and my dog Frankenstein. So more, yeah. more importantly, Turned 42. Nice. Yeah, happy, happy belated, by the way, man. But more importantly, you got the ten sixty four. Did you beat your brother in Mario Kart? More importantly, that's 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 really what I want to know here. <laughs> I I I will say I I beat everybody in Mario Kart sixty four. I am good at Mario Kart sixty four because I'm really good at drifting, and I just have it down. I've grinded that joystick, that thumb oh, joystick you, on those sixty fours controls. Oh, see, I I, I, I see, I suck really with that. Yeah, Super Nintendo. If it's Mario Kart and Rainbow Road, uh, it, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll we'll talk. But the '64 that that joystick and the and the the, the, the right, Donkey yeah, yeah, Kong, yeah, yeah, for, yeah forget it. <laughs> oh, that's man. the only one I could do. Double Dash, the ones that came after the new one on uh, Switch and Wii U, I I lose to everybody. I I just can't do it. I actually owned a Mario Kart arcade cabinet. I had a, a tool, two of them connected to each other. And me and my brother used to play sitting there in the act. That's like videos of it on my YouTube. Uh, I, I have had a lot of arcade games in my life. Um, but yeah, Mario Kart was one of the greatest ones I ever had. It was a sit-down, two-player, two-separate Mario Kart arcade cabinets. It was amazing. Nice. So, yeah, I love. I do like Mario Kart a lot. 
who's, who's your go-to on Mario Kart? Uh, for the for the old ones for me for for the longest it was Toad. It was either Toad or Peach. That was my go-to for the longest on the character wise. Yeah, Toad's good. Yoshi was always my favorite. I like Yoshi. I thought it was a good like middle weight. Um, yeah. he could drift really well. He also had some speed to him. So yeah, I just like Yoshi too. Yeah. He's well, I always used to, I used to always more with all the players that always would play with like with Bowser or Donkey Kong or any of these behemoths that start off like Peterbilt like semi trucks. It's like, what are you doing? Like, are you trying yeah, to win yeah. or are you trying to play for fifth? <laughs> you know, I always wonder too. Like, there's got to be like reasons they play with all the characters because why else would they put them in the game? But like, it seems like Mario and like Luigi are in the, are the best ones. But you also just never know because Mario Kart is mayhem, so it's hard to like say who's gonna win because you, anyone can get a blue shell at any time yeah you know? that blue shell ruins everybody's <laughs> life man i swear yeah oh i hate it i hate it, it such it's probably the most frustrating feeling in the world you're about to finish and you get that blue shield you're in first place yeah it's either and, the blue shell or, or, or when you make that what that that next to last bend and then the lightning bolt comes in on, on the old ones and you're shrunk it's like yeah this oh is, yeah yeah and then they, they, they drive you they run you over right they're right the finish line Oh man, not good. But sure, believe it. Yeah. But, but, but let me get you on this, Nathan, and, and, uh, that we can prepare for your fight on Creator Clash, which is taking place April fifteenth at the Ice Palace. Uh, go and get your tickets at www.creatorclash.com. Highly recommended. I'll be there. You can see me there. You can see more importantly, Dad there. He's the one fighting. I'm not fighting nobody. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I did want to get you out on this actually, because uh, back to your channel, because you mentioned that you get the new focus in the new series of Man. I've, I've, I've skimmed and saw some of these actually, and I want to ask you because your new video came out actually yesterday about man uh, watches television and i have mm -hmm. to ask and i'll get you out on this word in the heaven and hell did you find that panasonic tv because i had one of those in the kids as, as a kid in the late 80s <laughs> well as you can see i like old technology and that yes. tv is called the it's nicknamed the microwave it's a very sought after rare tv that's actually got like a whole cult following with like retro type people um and i got it on ebay it came from las vegas uh the guy had it in las vegas and uh I, I just like this stuff, so I get yeah. it for props, and I got it, and it's like, well, I have this new series I'm going to start doing with a lot of old tech, which is the Man series, and I just yeah. figured, you know, I'll throw it in there. So, yeah, it's a great, it works, it's perfect. It, like, every time the VHS is, is super clean, it's crazy, the, the condition of this thing. But, yeah, the Panasonic Microwave is, like, the greatest TV-VCR combo. It's got a handle on top. You can yeah. I have a little battery pack, like a little cell phone one, that actually <laughs> powers it. And it has like, you know, has like the AC plug. Yeah. I can fit this battery pack in my pocket and carry the TV around like a boom box and watch VHS tapes like on the sidewalk and in the restaurant. Oh, you it's, I love taking big bulbous oh, technology out in public portably. And this TV is like a perfect thing to do because people are like, what the heck is this dude doing? Yeah, I can plug a 64 into it and play it like at Applebee's. It's like amazing. <laughs> no, that is awesome. awesome. Yeah, I, I have a I could go on forever and I don't you probably don't want to hear all this. It has nothing to do with boxing, but I made, no, go I ahead. made a portable PlayStation 5 because oh. they, they, sell, they sell a screen that like attaches to it and it flips up like a laptop on the PlayStation. Okay. And then I, I just got a portable battery off of Amazon and I clip it to my waist into my belt. And I can literally just walk around. Hold, it's incredibly heavy, but That's... I can do this little. There's a story, uh, a little. What is it called? Short on YouTube on the Nathan channel, showing it. Like I slide in, I'm holding it, I flip the screen up, and yeah. I'm playing it, holding it in one hand. And it, I, it's just so stupid, but I love it. I love portable, bulbous, ancient technology 
portable. Although I PlayStation just, Five is an ancient, but you know, it's just it's not logical, and it kind of makes it fun for me. Yeah, no, it's funny because like that, that, that I saw that pants like microwave TV. It's like oh, I remember having one of these, and it's funny that you found that VCR TV combo because like like as as, as a '90s kid, I'm, I, I turned 40 this year, so I'm in, we're the same demo here. Nice, but nice, nice. Those are those Magnavox VCR TV DVD combos. Those things never worked, and you couldn't oh, find yeah, one with yeah. a working VCR. So I, I'm, I'm impressed. Did you, you found see the one. one I have in the series? I did see that I one. A, I have a Magnavox portable vcr with the flip up screen in the in the man series as well i also have this like tv vcr that looks like r2d2 basically in the yeah. man series there's only like six videos or so on the man playlist but so if you if you go through you can see the thumbnails of all these old pieces of tech i, I just like random weird vcrs and dvd players and tvs i think it's fun like watches tv watches from the 80s like that casio one like with the oh. antenna that comes off like i think that's so cool I love all that. I wonder if I wonder if that stuff still works because they, they were determined to make all this Jetsons kind of stuff, and some of it yeah, panned yeah. out, some of it didn't. The DeLorean, not so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pedometer, sure, why not? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, craziness. But shoot, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad okay. you know about the Panasonic microwave TV. You're uh, you're a, a fan of uh, cool technology. I see. Absolutely. Well, I can't be around this. Well, listen, uh, that's just a lot more affordable than the new stuff that's coming out. So yeah, go back to the oh, yeah, classics. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like I, I love HD too, but HD comes with a dollar sign at the end of it, so it's like mm, exactly. Let's, yeah. let, let's see if I, I mean, can put these rabbit in, rabbit ears into this. <laughs> I'm also a fan of scan lines and static. Like I just like. I think it connects. It's probably part of nostalgia, but I also just like like film, like actual film, like old movies from the seventies and eighties. I think look better because it looks less like real life. Like the the dirt and the grain and all that sort of like kind of adds different. That different sixteen millimeter, that 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 old that old yeah. filter, yeah. When things move too fast and too smooth at 60 frames, it's kind of, it, it looks like I'm just looking at a guy on the sidewalk, and it doesn't look like I'm escaping into another world, which is why I think. I, it's easier to escape into a film for me as an uh, as an audience member when it doesn't feel like real life. It's more magical to see this like fake scenario playing out. But this high def stuff now, I feel kind of looks too real and it t- it kills the immersion for me a little bit. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm like really getting, I'm getting too far into like the details and the uh, intricacies, intri- whatever the um, minutia of it all. But I think yeah. there's something to that, like old technology that the dirtier it looks and the footage. I don't know. It's kind of it this. It's more entertaining in a way. No, it is actually know. not. And I'm I'm, I'm back on a, getting onto a film pick with '70s movies too on my end. I know that you did a review on one of these shows a while back on your Wikipedia for uh, the the movie Duel. But I've been getting into like a lot of like mid '70s uh, New York movies, like The Conversation and The Seven Ups, because like that whole well, Conversation whole, is so good. It's a great movie, and, it, and it, it, it's 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 that whole that set, starts that whole, with a really long zoom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what I love long zooms. That is so. That's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. That intro. That's beginning is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those staples, and it's like I, I wish a lot more tech would get back to that because a lot of the new stuff makes it all clean. That's the problem with that. And I think maybe it's maybe it's the but I'm I'm gonna join in this minutia and and intricacies intro- a little bit because I think either we're getting too old for it or all this is looking too. It has that weird polished look. I I, I refer it's everybody. Yeah, yeah, I refer everybody to the last King Kong movie. Great movie. I I personally liked it. I mean, Jack Black does no wrong to me, but. The, the, the gorilla. I mean, it, it looks like the best technology of 2009. It's like, what? I mean, I, I too had an Adobe Flash player. It looked just like King Kong. It's great. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Duel is amazing. Duel. I I reviewed that with James Rolfe on the Angry on uh, AKA Angry Video Game Nerd on uh, his like movie review show. Um, oh, that Cinemasker, is, right? Cinemasker. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Duel is sort of inspired in me in a way for that 
short film I mentioned earlier called Neutral, uh, yeah. which I'm going to turn into a full feature film. That's the first 22 minutes of the movie. I'm going to film the rest, hopefully end of this year, early next year. And um, that duel is a big inspiration because it's basically a man out on the road trying to escape this truck. And that's all it is. It's just two guys. You don't even see the enemy. You don't even see the guy in the truck. It's like a psychological thriller and it's like action yeah. and all that. But it's like an old car in the desert. And that's what Neutral, my film, you can see on the Nathan YouTube channel, Neutral is just a car in the desert, an old car in the desert with me and this other woman, and we're stranded. And that's just the beginning of the movie. So what you see when you watch that is the first 22 minutes, and then we're going to see where the, this adventure continues on. So, uh, yeah, du Duel and a lot of older movies like that, just that take place in the desert, that just have simple concepts are kind of like stuck with me in my head. And uh, Moon, I was saying to someone earlier, the movie Moon with Sam Rockwell is just him in this like space station on the moon, and it's just him with a robot that talks to him as well. That is something I loved as well, and you can see sort of a reflection of uh, that in the new Man series that I have that we were talking about, that Dad slash Man channel. The Man series is just a man in a room, and I, I think it's kind of fun to be like, what can you do with this? Simple, this is a simple set. It's You're forced to get creative with simple, you know, a simple setup. So yeah. I don't know. It, it makes you be creative and think and try to keep it interesting. So yeah. yeah no, anyway. no, no, it gets, dual, it gets, is what I was trying to say. Yeah, no, Duel's a great movie. No, it's 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 good stuff. But shoot, let me, let me get you out on this, Dan, because I know you're a busy man. But uh, last question for you, because I know you're 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 shifting to the man series away from the dad stuff. Uh, just looking back on on your dad series as a whole in the, in the story arcs, if you had to, if if there's anything you can carry over to the man series, what is it, and why would it be the bald spot? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I do I do truly think it is a gift that I went bald and that I you know I donned this beautiful shiny yeah. spot on my head because if it wasn't for this I'd just be another Hollywood hunk and like how many of those do we need? It's too oh, yeah. many up there. But it is, it does add, it works for comedy and it does add this endearingness to a character because you do as this, unfortunately, as a society, I think we have this like, and this feeling towards bald people as like, ah, poor dude. That's you know? unfortunate. Like people, people who aren't in shape as yeah. much or bald. It's like you're not the perfect picture perfect thing. So I like to embrace that. And like, I, a lot of my characters do crazy comb overs and like, I try <laughs> yeah. to look like ugly as possible often. But the bald spot, I think, is good for man and dad because it's, it makes you endearing in a way and yeah. also less threatening. Um, but at the same time, you can also do creepy stuff if you play yes. the stereotypes. So you can do like, you know, the big forehead is kind of like yeah. handy. <laughs> I love, I, I'm, I honestly will forever say I'm fortunate that I was given this gift of losing my hair because um, <laughs> it's a, it would be a pain in the neck to change. Like, and also I can just glue on wigs and stuff all the time. Yeah. So it's like, it'd be harder to like make yourself. I choose. To, I love to look not traditionally attractive as my character is. It's kind of more <laughs> fun to be goofy looking, but uh, yeah, there's not too much of a connection between dad, dad and man other than sort of the tacky style, I guess. And just, that's just my aesthetic that I put in everything. A lot of my characters, Trail House and like Simmons DuPont, a lot of the old characters are just kind of tacky and goofy looking. So, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. But the, uh, the hair is always the thing. It's all you got. I got to You got to be make things memorable. I think, you know, the outfit has to be memorable. I, I like things looking like, I, I would like to think Bart Simpson is iconic because he has this outfit and he always wears the same thing. 
Yes. So that's what dad, that's what dad does. That's what Trailer Wows, uh, Ray Amsey, my peg leg self-defense character, they all are like cartoon <laughs> characters. And that's why yeah. I do with man, where a man just has this orange tacky getup that he'll just always wear, wear. so that you kind of remember and it makes you sort of makes them sort of infamous and famous forever since they don't ever change. So anyway, no. and the bald head, the bald head is a, is a signature of all of them. Oh, don't don't so, let me fool you. It, it, it's it's why I'm I'm rocking the hair. I need I need to come home myself, yeah. Nathan. To be yeah, honest with you. Hair up there. Oh no, he, don't let no that that's Zoom. Zoom Zoom's fooling you. There's a bald spot here, and if I turn around, it's it's kind of splotchy. It's kind of Don Keen ah, in the back. Uh, it, 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 it's 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 you're doing all right. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll think until I make it like everybody else. But yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it just means you have it just means you have too much testosterone. So pretty nothing much nothing wrong with that. You know. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. I've seen the alternate, and I've seen the two AM paid programs. And it's like I don't want to do with any of these experimental designs. So it's like, oh yeah, no, no, don't, don't bother. <laughs> don't, don't trust Bosley. I've learned a lot. There's a reason why he's no longer with us. But on that, well, yeah, sad, you know. <laughs> on, yeah. on, on that dim note, let me, let me, let me class up the place a little bit here. But David, we have, you're fighting on. Uh, I'll give you some final thoughts on this. Actually, uh, April April fifteenth at the Ice Palace, uh, taking on ABH three. Uh, did. I, I, it's all fun. It's all for fun. It's all for charity. Actually, who are you fighting for charity wise this time around? Able gamers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a, obviously a big game player, uh, yeah. big game player, and I'm colorblind myself. So I actually take advantage of colorblind mode on modern games a lot now. Nice. So, uh, it's just kind of nice. I think like it'd be a bummer if I never got to experience video games. And like, un unfortunately for me, my only, you know, uh, I guess, uh, condition is of colorblindness, which is pretty minor. Um, it just be a shame. Like so many kids couldn't experience video games. Cause like video games have shaped my life. And yeah. I love that there's people making peripherals and controllers now for people who are missing limbs and fingers. And like, it's crazy. I have a friend doll cake is her name. She's a streamer on Twitch. She's missing a finger and she, loves your games she plays your games so she has this a finger she attaches on and she can still play the games with the controller so able oh, gamers cool. is awesome they're doing really cool things uh for people that would never otherwise get to experience video games and i think that's awesome no that is amazing and it's one of the reasons why i'm a big fan personally of creator clash too just as a, as a boxer writer myself because it's, it's fights for charity and, and it's all for great causes and not for nothing like it's just boxing needs more charity events well there needs to be more charity events period but yeah the back yeah. the backdrop of boxing which i cover on a, on a normal basis always helps and it helps to also being in tampa which is where, where, where mama stays so i have a couch and it's gonna be a fun, nice, be a fun nice, time i'm nice. really looking forward to it, uh, the creator class this, this time around because it's always a good time i had a blast Nate, now i appreciate you taking some time to come up to, to a goof this goofball about the uh, creator class everything else man i oh, thank you so much man Thank you. I hope I see you there. Well, I'll have to it's, if you see me say something, I'll try to come and find you. I'm sure we'll run into each other at some point. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah absolutely, you absolutely. Well, thanks so much for doing this, man. But no, I, I will definitely run you down. I'll, I will get you on this actually. Let you, I really want you to go up. I know you're not on Twitter. Uh, you just got tired doing the social media game. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get yeah. off all social media. Social media that. will make you social antisocial for sure. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, I got off. I got off. It was almost ten years ago now, maybe eight years ago. I got off Facebook best thing i ever did like i it was just a, it was a weight lift you're missing like, all the politics <laughs> that, that's why that's why i got <laughs> off i was like so happy i just don't like argument like i get this like secondhand like stress when i see arguments or even just like debate even if it's pretty friendly yeah. it's just kind of like i can't handle stuff like that 
and like insults and like really get to me and um i just it just because it makes me feel sad that like people are doing this to me and other people or whatever watching it so anyways i got off facebook i've yeah. always wanted to get off twitter the problem is you i have to advertise all the time for all my stuff Same here. And i know yeah. my views aren't doing as good because i'm not advertising everywhere but it's honestly it doesn't really matter to me anymore i'll make it work i'll hustle in other ways i'm just avoiding i'm off uh, uh twitter so i'm on instagram dad and nathan are on instagram and yeah. that's it i have a discord and that's it and i have my youtube channel nathan and dad youtube channels but eventually i think i probably won't have instagram i'm hoping to just be full on into making movies in a couple years like that's all i'm doing is making films uploading little weird videos here and there on youtube and like no social media so yeah the it's slowly i'm slowly letting myself be okay with the adjustment of not posting my links everywhere it's gotcha. like just hope people figure it out and they find it and don't don't worry about it anymore so yeah <laughs> done with twitter yeah, no, don't blame me. And there's and there's no people that, that I know personally that know you just as uh, just as a whole to subscribe to you just in general. That that should be no yeah, problem like, at all. YouTube's all you really need. Hopefully, you get the notification. And if you don't, check in on the channel every once in a while and see what's up there. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's 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 YouTube. YouTube YouTube last year for me was screwy. Now not so much. That I'm on premium. Thank thank God. Best twenty dollar oh, yeah, investment. Yeah. Best twenty dollar investment ever. I'm not. I, I don't work for YouTube, but that twenty bucks is well worth it. But I did stuff. I did that once. It was pre I, I did like uh, premium because. Uh, I could I could play things. Now you can do it anytime, but you could I could have it playing out of the app. You know that's what it was because for the longest he couldn't do it. Yeah, that yeah, was that was a, that was a snake. So no, no. I actually I like ads too because I sit through them because I know I'm earning that person some money because I'm I've been on their side. But at the same time, I know paying for premium also goes to YouTube, which also goes to the you know the creators as well and the ad revenue. So win win doesn't really matter. So. Yeah. You, you, at, at the end of the day, we all know it's O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much, man, for your time, man. This dude's probably going to cut out about two, uh, 25 seconds of my in here, but I, I appreciate you so much okay. for taking, reaching out to me, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'll, I'll see you in Florida.